Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. Could you imagine a God that didn't have wrath? A God who maybe in the absence of wrath, a word that I could use to describe it would be indifferent? Yeah. What would a, what would a God look like when you see things like someone dying from cancer, mm-hmm. child trafficking, mm-hmm. rape, and mm-hmm. murder, mm-hmm. and this God mm-hmm. has no emotional response? So welcome back to The Move, where we're vibing with the book 10 minutes at a time. Yeah, today we're looking at Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. Uh, that's right. Um, did you read it? I read it. Did you? It's, uh, it's a heavy one. It is, it is, it's, it is. Uh, we're going to get into some of the, the, the thicker things. Uh, so did you read it? Because you got to. We'll give you a second to read it. Oh, and by the way, if this is your first time here, hit that subscribe button. Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for subscribing and the support and the love. We appreciate it. Yeah. And we hope uh, you guys enjoy. As always, 10 minutes on the clock starts now. Now, now here's, let's get right into it. Wrath. Because this is the heavy one. Yeah. Of like, for the wrath of God. This is this is a, a subject that we're not very comfortable talking. I mean, I mean, I'm saying we, but I'm imagining there's a we. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable with it in, in certain respects. Perhaps less uncomfortable than other people like i mean i grew up with uh with asian parents yeah. you grew up in a dominican, dominican house yeah. and I, at least for me growing up i had many different kinds of friends yeah red and yellow black and white yeah. you know, right and i noticed that uh my american raised or my friends who were raised kind of under the american ideals uh-huh. uh their upbringing was a little different he and, said american everybody knows what that means <laughs> My wife, by the way, is American, uh-huh. <laughs> and this is certainly true. <laughs> uh-huh. um, 
my dad was the kind of dad that was not afraid to show wrath. And so when you say your dad's not afraid to show wrath, this— I have a picture of what wrath means. Yeah, so give me that picture. The picture of wrath is, you know, like veins popping out of the head, Uh yelling, shaking a fist at, you know. Uh, My dad had this thing where he would— he would hit up. He yeah. would beat us, like uh, quite literally. Like, yeah. My dad would admit this to you guys. I've done yeah. a video on this with my father, talking Fair about enough. why he would beat me as a child. Yeah. He used to be abusive. Wow. Thank God, uh, God's transformed his heart awesome. and reconciled the relationship real good. But he used to beat me with like my toys. I had a toy, like a wooden toy sword that Heavy. he would use to, to to hit me, to the point of bruising and things like that. And, and I learned as I got older that this wasn't. Uh, a universal experience? You know, and it's interesting you use that word universal, although it might not be a universal experience. It almost seems, it's seemingly universal that as related to God, mm-hmm. that the story that's been told about God historically is that, that, is that one. Yeah, that right? he's a very angry and he's, he just wants to like punish yeah. you. Yeah, so that even if you had good parents, even if not good parents, your parents were great parents, but even if you had parents who didn't take the wooden sword and... <laughs> Get beat bruises, you. right? Beat you. Um, you still have this picture of God that when we say the wrath of God, it's that's what shows up closely related to his anger, mm-hmm. right? Or if not synonymous with anger, and anger is always this outflow of negative energy that manifests itself mm-hmm. not in actual language, it might because you're yelling, but more mm-hmm. importantly, force, yeah. violent use of force, yeah, right? Yeah, and what's fascinating is that Paul seems to paint wrath. That there is something later on that, of course, we see that has elements of what we relate to violence. There's blood. There's a sacrifice. There's a death. These are all things we'll get to. But first and foremost, wrath is actually informed differently. The first verse tells us that the wrath of God is revealed, Mm -hmm. right? And this is in the word family of apocalypse, Mm -hmm. that apocalypse is the revelation of Jesus Christ. This word here is in that word family. The uncovering of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the wrath of God is uncovering, right? It's being uncovered from heaven. So are you saying that perhaps the wrath of God, because it's being revealed, was misunderstood? If If it's being uncovered, that means that in a certain respect, we got it wrong. You got it wrong. Not only do you have it wrong, but that in its uncovering, it can actually be apprehended by minds so that mm. the uncovering is in keeping with the goal of the orders that Paul has from his master. Let me paint a picture. All right. So if you have Paul, an indentured servant to Christ Jesus now or through to the father. So the father is the grand. Uh, he's the owner of the estate. And Paul is now under that authority. He has this message to go out from the estate, right, to go out from where the boundaries are and go towards the nations. He, the boundaries are the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. If you understand what we talked about, if you haven't checked it out, go back to the previous 10 minutes. And Paul takes off and he has this message. And the message is, hey, nations of the world. You don't understand the good news of God precisely because you have been given over to a darkened mind. And that darkened mind was a consequence of the wrath of God and its revelation. So Mm -hmm. that when you actually go through this passage here in Romans 1, and we'll get to it as we go forward, it's almost a historical accounting of what happened to mankind so that their minds were darkened, so that they didn't understand. So that then, when Paul actually comes and proclaims the gospel, 
his proclamation of the gospel is not so much the wrath of God in that moment, as much as it's illuminating the condition of people where they're at precisely because they've fallen under the wrath of God already. Mm. So the wrath of God is not something that is like, I'm going to use the word like, like actively attacking them in that moment, no. but they've kind of already been for quite some time living under this, yeah. this reality that has the wrath of God present. Yeah. And that is that they are living in a darkened mind that doesn't understand the goodness of God precisely because they, the nations, not Israel, but the nations rejected what could be understood about God. And in rejecting what could be understood about God, God gave them over to their own desires. And by them chasing their own desires, their minds became darkened. And that first step in the wrath of God is being given over to that which you want even though it's harmful. It's like that time that I was in the kitchen. Yeah. My mom's cooking some food yeah. and uh, tells me not to touch the stove. Yeah. And I'm like, but I want to touch the stove. Yeah. And she, for your own good, don't touch the stove. Don't touch the stove, but I, but I want to. So, and this will, this, let's set this up because this will play later. So there's mm-hmm. a law that tells you. Don't touch the stove. And what rises up within you. This, this, this. You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. Like, what? How dare you? I can touch this stuff if I want. Watch me. Right? And then in that moment, when you say, watch me, she says, okay. And she lets you, Mm -hmm. right? And then when you burn yourself, you burn yourself because your own desire. But now you have the wages of your actions on your finger Mm -hmm. because it's burned. Mm Mm-hmm. But now that you're in pain and you're hurting, the genius of the human mind oh, is that then who this was a bad idea. But who catches the blame? Mom. Mom. Why would you let me? Right? Mm-hmm. You were such a bad parent. You burned me. But what really burned you? Yeah. Your own desire that led you to not acknowledging the truth that the authority spoke over you. So this wrath, we are we are saying at least right now, is somewhat synonymous with this giving over. Yeah. For me, it's important to highlight kind of the motivation and the heart behind this. Yeah. A lot of times we get the sense that God is angry at us. No. But I don't I don't get the sense that that's what is is being driven at here. And it says specifically that the wrath of God isn't directed towards people yeah, in particular, yeah. because we know the text. The text says that we're his children, yeah. that he loves us, that yeah. he's given himself for us. Yeah. The wrath of God is more specifically directed towards ungodliness and the unrighteousness of men. Yeah. So it's a component that corresponds to us, but doesn't necessarily have to be us. Right. We'll get into that It's this later. thing that we choose to associate ourselves yeah. with. It doesn't have to define us. Yeah. There's there's that possibility where we could say, yeah, that's not me. I'm not going to do that or I'm not going to be that. That's right. But we kind of choose to be associated with that. And mm-hmm. it's that thing there that God's got issues with. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is actually not a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you think about what does a good God look like? Yeah. What does a loving God look like? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a God that didn't have wrath? 
a God who maybe in the absence of wrath, a word that I could use to describe it would be indifferent. Yeah. What would a, what would a God look like when you see things like someone dying from cancer, mm-hmm. child trafficking, mm-hmm. rape, and mm-hmm. murder, mm-hmm. and this God mm-hmm. has no emotional response? Yeah, so there's definitely, and Paul's setting this up because there's something coming that's like a direct judicial response to those sort of things. But what comes prior to it is that although this God will have that judicial response, this God is also the sort of God that says, I respect people and your decision making so that there's this tension between he will have judicial response, but he also respects you, the person. And we live in that tension when it comes to wrath, that wrath on the one hand allows us to go down a road that is contrary to us. But when we get there, we're going to find he's going to have a strong response to it. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad or evil or wicked thing. That's a desirable effect, I think. Yeah, and but the challenge is that we do live in a tension where before we get to the executive response, the giving over leads to all sorts of foolishness. Yeah, and we'll see that a little bit more. There it is. There you go, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. If you guys enjoyed that, uh, we'll see you guys in tomorrow's episode. Yeah.